guest today are Caitlin Scales, the Strategy and Development Director for OneStone, and Ashley Greenwood, the Chief of Staff for OneStone. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for coming. So um, for our listeners, please just tell us a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about OneStone and then why you're here at um, Aurora. <laughs> Very good. Yes, new name. <laughs> you go. Uh, I'm Caitlin, and I'm here because we were um, accepted to do some presentations. We did a meet the practitioner session this morning to talk about OneStone and the student-driven and led work that we're doing there. We have two learners here with us, Mm -hmm. Kayla and Vivica, and they are um, another part of why we're here. Um, And to gather with some national partners that we don't get to see very often. And we're screening our movie tonight, Rise, oh. yeah. Yeah, with yes. students. Yeah. So. And talking yeah. on Thursday about um, open-walled learning and the importance of community collaboration. So, so tell us about OneStone. Yeah, so OneStone is a student-led and directed nonprofit. We launched in 2008, um, serving students in an after-school capacity. Our our mission is to make students better leaders and the world a better place, and mm-hmm. that comes out in many different ways. One of the major ways that we do that is our board is at least two-thirds majority high school students, mm-hmm. um, so it's really authentically student-driven. We have three after-school platforms, Project Good, Solution Lab, and Two Birds, which um, serve students in a variety of different ways through community um, outreach and experiential service, we have a design studio and a business incubator for students and then in 2016 we launched a high school radically different high school that um is different than a lot of a lot of um other schools we are tuition free and Uh independent so we have a lot of autonomy um and students build their learning very authentically with coaches we don't have teachers um that's just a little snippet yeah Mm -hmm. So, what are, if so, someone walked into the high school, what are some of the things that are going to stand out to them right away? Mm. Well, there's no classrooms. <laughs> okay. So, it's yeah. like a totally open concept. So we don't have, like, we don't, we, there's nothing that even resembles a classroom. Uh-huh. Um, we, or an office. Or really. an office, yeah. <laughs> so, I think that is something, I think that it's noisy like yeah. students are busy busy yeah. it looks like a little beehive yeah around doing their thing when we have visitors they often um especially if they're there for a full day to spend time with us they feel physical exhaustion we don't sit still mm-hmm. um students that have come to visit from other high schools or learning uh places have said that they feel like physically tired at the end of the day with us because they're not used to doing anything other than sitting for 45 minutes, walking for two, sitting Sitting for 45, walk for two, um, or sitting for 90, walk Mm -hmm. for two, sitting for nine, you know, and so that I think is something that we don't really think about, but in terms of like the buzzing bees, it's just a lot of movement and activity and collaboration. Um, There are not textbooks. There's not a traditional library. We have walls of, of books that are related to things students are interested in or um, elements of our program like our design thinking methodologies and different strategies um, and solution labs, entrepreneurial work and business model canvas. That's the type of resources that we have accessible. Um, Other things they'd notice right away, we have one-to-one with Apple laptops so students are working digitally um, through Google Classroom and our G Suite Mm -hmm. throughout the day. 
Yeah, I think something else is the like what it, there's not like teachers up standing in front of students. Right. A lot of times you have a hard time of like finding the adults in the building because uh-huh. they're we say like elbow to elbow, so they're down like in the conversations right. um, with students. Mm-hmm. So how do um, the do you call them teachers or do you call we them, call them coaches? Usually, coaches. Okay, mm-hmm. you said that. Sorry. How do the coaches and how do you um, as kind of managers of this learning space? How do you keep that balance between like independent learning and social learning? I think it's really integrated and so one thing to clarify we we have a lateral structure for all of our staff so we're all coaches in the building we work with students in a variety of ways so because we're a nonprofit that serves students both after school and during the school day we are staffed that way and so I think part of the work together that bridges that indiv- the question that you have about right. individualization versus um, social, social yeah. um, is that the work we're doing as staff is also really integrated across those boundaries. Mm-hmm. So students can choose a pathway in the lab school where they're doing an individual project or they want to do their own design learning plan, um, but they're also working with coaches in an immersion setting where they're with their peers or they're asking for help where they're building out a network of their own social capital to support their projects that may be related to the school or may not be related to the school experience. That's one Mm -hmm. way. I'm not sure if that's hitting the question that you have, but I don't know. I think it happens in both directions all the time. I think it's like definitely created, created by the students and the, the cohorts of like our, and our immersions are small, Mm -hmm. um, like, I think the most has maybe 20, 22 students. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that is like co-created together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So again, talk about talk about that, just the co-creation of all of this. All of it. Yeah. With yeah. the yeah. learners and yeah. the adults. Yeah. yeah. Go. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I always start with like, it's, it's very ambiguous. Like <laughs> it looks very different. Like yeah. it's not like, there's not a formulaic way. Right. Um, and it's messy and we, it doesn't look the same and Mm -hmm. we try a lot of different things and students definitely have the input uh, in the way that the schedule looks and the courses look and all those Mm -hmm. things so we're very flexible we create mind maps Mm -hmm. before the um, school year launches that kind of let students initially drive the content areas that they're interested in so like that's like very beginning creation of courses or experiences is to like what what do where do students where do the interests lie like this group has a passion on criminology or or international relations so to know that that's like the kind of theme of the group and then and then coaches kind of start from there and then get constant feedback and iteration from coaches of what they like what they don't like what they're curious about what they're interested in spending more time on or you know if they need a repeat or kind of hold up start start again I'm yeah. not, that's not really sinking in so it's really really like real time mm-hmm. yeah I think it goes for the organization as well so our board of directors is as we said at least two-thirds students at all times and those are high school students from all over the greater Boise area they're not all lab school students and so their input and voice from other learning organizations mm-hmm. has really driven the the way that we can maintain and continue to push truly innovative 
um, work that's driven by students that aren't just already hungry for innovation in their own learning. These right. are students in traditional learning models that see value in what we're doing and want to contribute and be a part of that in a variety of different ways. And so I think the leadership structure that we have is really integrated, like integrated and also co-creating constantly on what development looks like and what strategy looks like and what our research and design model looks like um, from a governance level. And so that is, for me, one of the most fascinating parts of what we do. And then the alongside learners part that Ashley was talking about really amplifies that in the day-to-day. I was just, one more thing is yeah. I think something else that that we're working hard is breaking down the barriers like of like learning can happen outside of three right. nine to three like yeah. learning happens in all different ways yeah. and all the all of it is valid and all of it is important yeah and what are ways that we can like break out of the confinement of these like traditional right. hours to like mm-hmm. have learning be this inclusive immersive thing that that you can do yeah. on your own or with your peers or with your parents or with other learners mm-hmm. or with the community. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. building, we talk a lot about passion to purpose and relevancy in learning. And I think all of those aspects are really what drives that together. And we are modeling that and learning that in real time and working on our personal why statements and our mm. passions and purpose and relevancy in what we're doing as learners in life. And our students are doing that alongside with us. And so it's pretty, it's pretty unique. Yeah. <laughs> who are the kids? Who are the kids that sh- that attend these schools? Because you said you're an independent school, so you're not part of a state yeah. system or anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So how how do kids get into one stone? Yeah, they we have an application process. So there's yeah. a written application and then an interview process with yeah. students and parents. And we're looking for students and parents who are. Um, like excited and ready to own their learning and like interested to figure out what that means for them and that um, have a growth mindset that mm-hmm. are like willing to try and fail and, and buy in and kind of taking education in a different way. Yeah, and the part of that process is not inclusive of their background. So students mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. as they are and we meet them where they're at. During the application process, we don't ask for demographics or socioeconomic status or prior GPA Mm -hmm. or any of their credits that they've had at previous school experiences or their IEP or anything Mm. that comes along with the student. It's the student is driven with a growth mindset. They understand what they want to do for themselves in their future, and that looks also. We work a lot with StrengthsFinder, and it looks like a lot of different types of individuals. So one type of student doesn't exist at one stone and that's part of the model of building a great business too mm-hmm. that you're having diverse strengths that you can lean on and that your your areas of growth are things that can be built up by those around you because you have a diverse web of individuals at the school so and that's and that's we use design thinking and that's like the just the crux of design thinking is diverse perspectives right and getting people in to create innovative solutions from different backgrounds yeah. so once you have these kids that are in there and you said in the interview process that the, the parents are also involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, or family, whatever. Or fa- oh, right, or family. It doesn't have to be traditional. Either. Right. So it sounds like it's a very different school yeah. than what they would experience otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next step would be how when they leave high school and they go to college mm-hmm. or work or whatever they're going to, mm-hmm. how does that look like for them as opposed to like a regular public school mm-hmm. kid? So we just graduated our first class this year. Excellent. So we're excited to see what that looks like. <laughs> yep. um, right now we feel really confident that they're prepared to 
that they know deeply about themselves, who they are, what they're about, what their what their why is, what motivates them, and to also have confidence in unknowing mm-hmm. and and asking for help and mm-hmm. you know seeking out resources and relationships when needed. We we feel really really confident about that. Yeah, and from a tactical standpoint, we've developed a growth transcript model that is um, in. Part of, our, part of our vision of what we do is forging an army of good for good and disrupting the status quo. And so trying to debunk the, the algorithm and the approach to getting into college in a traditional way with a Carnegie unit, we're trying mm-hmm. to inform and grow beyond that and innovate that process as well as part of our, uh, part of our work. And so this first class um, that graduated um, was accepted to, of 39 students, accepted to 51 colleges and universities and without a traditional transcript. And so we're, we work, that takes a lot of effort, and we're mm-hmm. hoping to help share what that might look like um, with other people as well um, as, a, as an option for people who are trying to do more innovative work. That sounds like an outstanding opportunity <laughs> for some of those kids out in Boise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's pretty neat. That we hope that they love it. They keep coming. We can't get rid of them at the end of the day, 8 o'clock. They're, they're, they're still they're hanging out. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, we're thankful. Well, thank you very much for coming today. Thank you yeah, for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. We're just